0: Welcome to episode 121, 121 I think, 121 or 122 right? 121 on the Corey Shepherd Podcast. Welcome back to everybody who's been listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I want to say before I start, like, I'm looking at my list of um, topics to talk about today and I'm saying, but some of these things happened so long ago. But what happened is last week I published the episode with my mama, so that's a precedent, and we had to take a pause for that. So now I end up with two weeks worth of topics. So we'll get through them fast, right? But also, I want to say upfront that my mother wanted to thank everybody who tuned in. I too want to thank everybody. It is the episode of which I am most proud of all the episodes. I've done a lot of episodes now. I'm very proud of that episode. I was happy to have her on, and we'll be happy to have her on anytime because she says she's coming back already. And whether she say that or not, that will be the truth, right? And listen, some only good fast tuner no? because. That is the only episode, right, that I ever had, where the YouTube numbers so much higher than the audio numbers. (laughs) got people fast. They want to go and see where your mother looking like your mother looking girl. I say, all right, brother, we'll take that. But even before I get into the kutcher and the kankalang of the week, I remember that it's Christmas time. And when it's Christmas, there are things we had to do.
1: (laughs) Hola, hola. I
2: father Christmas has come on Christmas Eve. Tells us more, always believe. Father
0: Christmas has come
1: on
2: Christmas Eve. When I was smaller, I used to hang up my stocking. Some of the used to get Christmas morning, I am big like a man who last year. I got, yeah, I'm I'm got up my rice bag boy. in front of me, darling. Oh, Christmas morning, I'm big up money. it.
1: You see what Father Christmas did for me? He put a police in a short bag. He did a warrant for me for wife maintenance. <laughs>
2: Thank you. The federal party, the the rice market. Why you think that? Because I all, I would have a thing on Santa Claus that went me in with the reindeer and me spot my rice bag in the Spoiler,
0: is hungry. Let me put a little roast pig in there for him and never yeah, happen. The Christmas morning, I wake
1: up. Morning. The
2: father Christmas break for me. He put
1: a police like Jack
2: Balance
1: with a warrant for me a white men's innance. <laughs> Thank
2: More in life. How the man you know that I doesn't mind me my wife? Right away I start to study and decide yes. the lawyers to make inquiry. I tie the police in the kitchen. I run down the road and I ask in a asking. I start to shake. When I hear Mother New, New Year's, years give the ring, oh, my darling Prince, but for I wake up early. The secret palace, of Christmas bring for me. You bring the police "Jack, parents. They yeah, are warrant for me for white maintenance. Oh Lord. Nice. Yes, sir. it is why Christmas could be ten times a year. Not me, I can't want nothing anywhere. But I'm that this and that's next time. Like but <laughs> I'm bringing yeah, a council counseling and So when people making preparation, spoiler, will come to one conclusion. Let me hold do some soup. So I would not
1: bring up a balloon in front of me, though. Oh, just because. Christmas morning, I wake up early. The see father Christmas, Christmas bring for me. Bring a police a shotgun. We are warrant for me. Why, I, I I want
0: a Voice of the man they call the spoiler, one of the greatest I ever do it and only comical and humorous Calypsonian storyteller from the beginning to the end. But as much as I playing old music, right, as a man trying to get more up to date with young people music. And I was talking to my father, I was talking about old people music and young people music, right? I was talking to my father this week and we were talking about a Lord Nelson playing an episode a few episodes ago by name is Scroll, right? And you know he was talking about that's a nice one and it was even before his time and them kind of thing. And I, I always marvel at how fresh some of these songs sound when I play them on the podcast. And a few people as always reach out to me and say, even though they was never into Calypso and they never know it and think they, they like some of the oldies when I, when I throw them in, right? One of the things I want to say about old and young people music is that a hit song is a hit song. <laughs> hit songs is always for young people. Sometimes when we look at Lord Nelson, at 91 years old, or Kitchener, pass away, God bless his soul, or Sparrowing is old. It's a song like if these, these songs they sing, they sing when they was old like this. Like I had like Kitchener all the time. And one of the things I realized is I used to think that Kitchener was always old. You know, when you're born, the world starts. So sometimes you look at people who are older now, like if, number one, you will never get there, but my joints are telling me different. And you also look at them like if they're born old, and sometimes they're like born stupid, they was never young. But we had to keep in mind that when those songs like Scroll Hunting was made or my Lover, or, the, the songs that were hit songs, just like now, the, what, 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 what governs a big hit is really the youth. Plenty soccer artists will tell you, once you catch them children singing your song and memorizing your song, you know you have a hit. The point I'm making is this. This idea that we have old music and, and we we have this disposable way we treat music. Like I see people calling for, <laughs> this is something I've been calling for for years, where older music could be played during carnival, Older music could be played during FETs. And, and, and I, I, I'm not sure why they never had a back in times FET. But maybe it's something I would do one day through a big back in times FET where you cannot play music from the last year year or even five years because the music that is a hit this year it seems to be that we, we we live in this disposable type of music era which i don't like at all it can't be that a man make a big song this year and all of a sudden it's not good enough to play on the road and i think that is governed by can i say the soca mafia you can say them things I, I come to talk about some people who, who in trouble for making statements this week in foreign you know, so i don't want to make no statements upon put me in problems but the claim is that there's a soaker mafia who is in control of the production of music, and they're in control of the playing of music through the radio stations and stuff. And they extend that control to what happens in the fets and what happens in the roads on the road, <laughs> basically to protect the artists that are part of the mafia. So the way it works is we come in studio together. I decide who work with which producer, which artist work with who. I control how much airplay they get for the song to make people like the song, whether it was a organic hit or not. We're gonna make it a hit. And then I control how much they paid to go to the venues and the fets and who get booked for what fet to make sure that again they're seen in the carnival and everybody make their money and the manager make the ten percent and so on. And then I control what money road to make sure that they win the road match and the big titles and have the prevalence on the road if they if they don't win the title. To make sure that they booked for Caribana and Miami Carnival and and and, and what well, is called new york going again labor day to make sure you're booked globally because the play for soca artists is the international market the money you're making here is not the money right the money is in the international market people who know much more about this go tell me if it's true or not so that idea of the soca mafia controlling carnival has been around for many generations and it's still around now and that might be one of the reasons why this year hit song must play when a man I want to call no names, something, but when a man sing a song that is obviously not it, because every artist got some songs that is not it, and he's still pushing it for road march. You will hear it on the radio over and over. Nobody wants to hear the song. Nobody don't want to hear that hear it on the road. Nobody don't want to hear it when they cross any the stage. And we all know about instances where there have been forced road marches. Uh, savannah grass comes to mind i can't remember what win we the road match that year because it was not the genuine road match savannah grass was clearly the road match and i don't understand why we, we we so like mafia and like corruption as part of our um our culture, yeah, you know we like math we like thing to be to be to, to have a little bit of room wiggle room to do things and, and and make back and all because if every dj on the road bands don't play on the road no more right there's very few bands, you salute to, to, to the all-stars, rest in peace to blacks. We have a little black song to play later in this episode. Uh, salute to uh, Mercia Kagan and, and, and them with, with what used to be Divine Echoes, but Etienne Charles and they, I know they would usually come together and power band on the road, but they have very few bands that play. Even with the bands, you have Ableton and stuff driving the bands. know, digital music is part of what the bands play as well, even though, again, live instrumentation. But certainly, all the DJs are playing digital music. There's no band on your road with no record or no CD playing again. It is absolutely digital, completely digital, which means that anything digital could be tracked. If we wanted to, I could basically set up something on every truck that identifies what song was played on the road how long it was played for how often it was played and how many people played and then we'll have a genuine road match not a forced stage match where the Soka mafia control what the band so the band and the mafia come together you know what i mean i ain't calling no band name but some of the band have plenty banning so them done controlling the road match already so when the band come together with the people who control and who is the artist something and they choose a road march, they have decided for us it is not the people's road march anymore, if it ever was. And when that is done now, we cross any stage that song that don't make no sense. And then at the end are coming off on the dregs, they play Savannah Grass because the DJ realized like some people need to hear thing Or the the band. The the masqueraders now don't move till they hear the song that they want. But we don't need to do that. We could track every single song that is played on the road for the entire thing and then have a genuine road match. So when I'm on win the road match or a woman win the road match, somebody could be genuinely proud and happy that they win the road match and the masqueraders get what they want. You know what I mean? But I don't know if we're there yet, to be tell to tell you the truth. I don't know if we're there yet, because we want to have a little bit of corruption thing. But anyway. I want to get up-to-date with music. That was what that whole spiel was about, right? And I promise only every week that I want a little song review. And I find, like, all the song reviews get to be soaker. Like, I and all getting lost in this thing. I forget it's Christmas season. Now I wanted to start with the spoiler. And I have a little Christmas song for me to check out here by one of my favorite toka parang artists, which is Keeggs featuring. Kegs is a feature. He tell me, he, uh, they say they his song and a feature, right? and official brown is his singer and kegs is on this song and i have some questions about this song eh, because i'm wondering if this song is really about parang Or will they take in this in the summer mm-hmm. all right stop 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 let me, let me, before we get into this song right we had to acknowledge <laughs> that whoever played the, whoever played this quattro at the start of this song is some kind of a beast here this Problem number one. Years I parangin, I parangin since I small. I parangin since before I could have play any instrument. And all the years I parangin, nobody never invite me to come and take no jam ever. <music> but about know fish here, can uh, jam, you know what I mean? All that said a uh, jam. This song is really about parang, it's so about jam. I want to know, you know, because Christmas is a nice time, place cold to take a jam. you are tired, I can't hit them high notes again. break, but you still pulling the string. What Kig said, uh, he say he's tired, he can't make them high notes again. What a break, but he keep pulling the quattro string. is that what you said? We need to know, the people need to understand. I find this song is a little bit of a vicey parang you know. Listen good enough, it could be me here and
3: gun, to go and wrong. The to take I eat i ready to Jump, 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 jump around. Jump, 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 it's Christmas time, so i am to jump around. You're a like tired,
2: I like can't hit them high notes again. One you time tarang? break, but you're still pulling the quattro string. I don't know where you just get all that energy
0: from. This whole night we're going like when went what do. I don't jam- know if this is about Parang. All this whole night we're going on. You see, I want to come back with my next life as and Jump around. Jump, jump, jump the Parang. It's Christmas time, so i
3: am going to jump around.
0: then until the next day i don't know if it's about parang at all but salute official wrong and kicks. listen that song is a bad song as i said just now a hit song is a hit song right and i know all the old talk and the kicks and thing that is a hit song and part of the reason I'm a little slow on playing the parang right i don't know about all you but christmas time when i start to feel christmas i just want to done work for the year you know? And I had to admit that when I the first time I heard this song was two, three weeks ago, maybe even more, as much as a month ago, a little slice of it upon TikTok. And I stopped listening immediately because this between that quattro piece of mandolin, them two voices in that song and everything, it started to make me feel in Christmas mode a little bit too early. And I had to take a I had I had, I had to take a pause because I would have done work for the whole year. So salute to Keeks and official. I will play a little bit more of that. I have some Keeks to play before Christmas too. You know. Keeks one of the greatest. A young legend in the soccer paran game, right? But we have plenty of little things to get into, you know what I mean? Plenty article, plenty. Where to start with? Start with the old news or start with the new news? Let me start with some of the new news. Let me go foreign first now. I want to directly address the fact that Dave Chappelle is the GOAT. Dave Chappelle is the greatest of all time I do a whole thing breaking down one of Dave Chappelle specials here and I saw him on SNL last week and of course when you see Dave Chappelle on SNL doing a monologue you can expect that he's going to address the current issues that we face as a well I should say they face as a society right these is not our issues but the whole idea of behind um Kanye West basically being cancelled and Kyrie Irving now being joining that list of cancellation, it seems sharpish. With a list of demands as to how he how he can be forgiven, right? <laughs> by 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 the ADL, which is representative of, of Jews or anti-defamy. You know, they, they're trying to make sure that people don't measure the amount of anti-Semitism that goes out there and sensitize people to it. Now, let me say up front before I talk about Dave Chappelle that I'm not in agreement with the way that the adl goes about these things and cause companies to respond right uh because you're basically you're basically telling them to submit and if your goal is to educate and make sure like we should have things like that like as black people i used to i used to hate when people tell me why don't just forget slavery forget about slavery stop talking about it you know what i mean I i don't think it's right to forget slavery or stop talking about it i think slavery should be at the forefront of what we teach as our history, so that everybody understands, both people who were seen as victims and people who were seen as perpetrators, could understand what are some of the things that got us there, and how we could avoid doing that, and and, and also have an open conversation about how it affects us up to today, in terms of both generational trauma, starting at a minus because what we had was taken away from us in terms of our physical assets which would contribute to our wealth today, as well as our culture, which would contribute to our wealth and well-being today. And also have an open conversation about how while slavery might have been abolished, many, many facets of the control elements of slavery remain in capitalism up to today, particularly in the U.S. where we have in this discussion. Just check and see what the prison system is like and how your rights are taken away, how you're forced to work without pay, and all these different things, right? So, I mean, those things exhausted. I mean, who's me to come and talk about that? I already know this already. And they're they exhausted in the literature and online. You could go and find out that if you want to know more about that. But I was going back to the what was what was done to Kanye. And uh, let, me, let me start by saying that Kanye, Kanye's wounds are self-inflicted. And he, I, I'm, if he come back with some kind of line on his own and recover from this, then he's a genius and they're saying that he deliberately acted and said all these things so that he could get out of contracts with people like Adidas and stuff. But we had to be able to call out the hypocrisy when Adidas could blatantly say that, listen, we don't like anti-Semitism and we, we drop dropping you for that, but we're still selling your shoes and your designs. His idea against anti-Semitism, or you're not. It is really that simple, but again, capitalism, Listen, capitalism and slavery not so far apart, no boy. But that's another, that's another episode. But you could basically say, well, it's your design. Everybody could see the, 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 the thing that made the Yeezy's nice is that they... or oh, well, I shouldn't say nice because it's not the nicest looking shoes ever. But what made them iconic is their design. And everybody know you wear any Yeezy's and people know you pay good money for your Yeezy's or you're connected in some way. I think it was more ostentatious value than any, any real design genius, you know? But you, because those designs are so iconic and you could see them and know are easy, how how could you continue to sell that with a good conscience if you're really against anti-Semitism or people who push an anti-Semit, anti-Semitism rhetoric? I don't know how this was the right way to say that, right? And he basically get cancelled and I heard people talking about the way it was done. And a lot of people tr- threw out the word lynching, right? What I want you to go and look for it's something called the Willie Lynch Letter. Just in case people don't know the, where, where this comes from, the Willie, Lynch, the Willie Lynch Letter and the Making of a Slave is a document that is easily available online for anybody who want to check it out. And it was really a Caribbean slave, uh, not master, but a overseer who, who was given and writing a paper and it's almost like you have a training course. You know Now everybody's an expert in something. And from the time you get some expertise, the first thing you do is you go on Instagram and talk a lot about your area of expertise and on LinkedIn and these places. Establish yourself as a subject matter expert. Then you could start to sell training and coaching and white papers and so on. Willie Lynch was the social media influencer of his time when it comes to controlling African slaves. So I'm going to read a little piece for you. Right? The infamous Willie Lynch letter gives both African and Caucasian students and teachers some insight concerning the brutal and inhumane psychology behind the African slave trade. The materialistic viewpoint of Southern plantation owners that slavery was a business and the victims of chattel slavery were merely pawns in an economic game of debauchery. It's a long document, right? So I can't read through all of it. But what was one of the main things that came out of it was basically he was summoned for his expertise to come and help people in the south of the U.S., to understand how to control slaves because there was a lot of pockets of revolution happening in the states and they wanted to know what was being done in the caribbean that had slaves so well behaved and under control remember again is a capitalist system right it, 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 it is it is as as they said is crudely about business yeah especially the slave owners in the south it was about business it wasn't about the people because They saw slaves as less than human anyway. So it was, it was chattel trade. It was, it was like basically livestock trade to them. And he was basically a man who was calling him a real good operations manager who you are calling to get to understand how to, how to run your business properly. And one of the main points that Willie Lynch had was find the biggest one. You want to take a read here? He said in my bag, I have a foolproof method for controlling your black slaves. I guarantee every one of you that if it's installed correctly, it will control slaves for at least 300 years. My, my method is simple. Any member of your family or your overseer can use it. I've outlined a number of differences among the slaves and I take these differences to make them bigger. I use fear, distrust, and envy for control purposes. These methods have worked on my modest plantation in the West Indies and will work throughout the South. Take this simple list of little list of differences and think about them. On the top of my list is age. But it is only there because it starts with A. The second is color or shade. There's intelligence, size, sex, uh, plantation status on the plantation, attitude towards owners, whether the slaves live in the valley or on the hill, east, west, north, and south, and so on, right? He says so, but now that you have that list of differences, I shall give you an outline of action. But before that, I shall assure you that distrust is stronger than trust, envy is stronger than adulation, respect or admiration. He said, don't forget, you must pitch the old black male against the young black male. The young black male against the old black male. You must use the dark-skinned slaves versus the light-skinned slaves. And the light-skinned slaves versus the dark-skinned slaves. You must use female against male. You must use male versus female. You must also have your white servants and overseers distrust all blacks. But it is necessary for your slaves' trust and depend on us. Uh, But it is necessary for the slaves to trust and depend on us. They must love, respect, and trust only us. Gentlemen, these kids are the keys to control. Use them. Have your wives and children use them. Never miss an opportunity. If used intensively for one year, the slave themselves will remain perpetually distrustful. Thank you, gentlemen. The, the, the main part that people talk about with Willie Lynch. Beyond and I, I want you to understand how deep it goes. Eh? So, so understand. Why some of the things are so prevalent in our society today. Where light skin versus dark skin, male versus female, old versus young, in terms of the contention we have as a race of people in, in fighting in the race, right? I'll get to why that keeps us disorganized now. But beyond those things that were said, and, and those things usually go missed because what people usually go to is the idea of buck breaking, right? They basic he basically put in the document that what it could be compared to is could treat them like horses. Forget forget the fact they're not humans, they are horses. And if you have a male horse and a female horse, one of the things you could do is treat the loudest or the strongest female horse and the loudest or the strongest wild stud horse, the male horse, in a certain way. And that's why they, 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 came, they came up with the term buck-breaking. So it was about making sure that you get the biggest, the meanest, and most restless one. Strip him of his clothes in front of the remaining male's the female, the infant. And i leaving in out a certain N-word here. Uh, Tie and feather him. Tie each leg to a different horse in opposite direction. Set him on fire and beat both horses to pull him apart in front of the remaining people who look in there. Starting with the N-word. The next step is to take a bullwhip and beat the remaining male to the point of death in front of the female and the infant. Don't kill him, but put the fear of God in him. So in other words rip one completely apart the the, the, the the biggest baddest one rip him apart with horses and then when i have the the rest of them who bad who remain after i kill them i ain't killing them but i put in the fear of god in them and beat them to smithereens i, I, I looking for a way like, like beat them to a shrivel you, you know why they didn't kill them because he say don't kill him But put the fear of God in him, for he can still be used for future breeding. So in other words, they're keeping the big, they they, they destroy the big one, right? But the other big ones who bad and want to revolt and think they're beating them till they get timid. And then they use them for breeding because they say, them fellas and their blood good. If you get some big ones like that, they could work, right? So not to make this a morbid opening episode, but this was what people were comparing Kanye's stripping of his wealth to, Right? And when you're when you're able to strip him of his wealth publicly like this, so in other words, we don't have a the fair now is not the meanest and the most restless or the biggest or the strongest. The fair now might be the loudest and the wealthiest, which Kanye is definitely that, right? Even before well, whatever you want to call it, if you want to call this manic breakdown or whatever, you remember George Bush don't like black people and all those things. He seems to be one who is willing to all oh, go and listen to him and Jay Z's album, N Words in Paris, and you'll understand. Where you're coming from he's, he's he's open he openly speaks about where we are as a people how we treat it and so on and whether whether it's for selfish gain or whatever this has been l- parallel to Willie Lynch's theories because you took the biggest one and you make him an example and you do it in such a way where you can't uh, the, the other big ones now you whip into a frazzle because a lot of people who have a very big voice in our culture and our community who could speak up against not necessarily uh supporting somebody who is making who has hate speech. Let me use that too. But certainly to come out and say openly that listen, this is wrong. This is not right. Yes, he might have said things that are hateful and mean to both black people or Jewish people or to people in general if we are all supposed to be one. But this is not the way to strip him of all his wealth and keep it for yourself so in other words you don't have to pay him any royalties again where you could continue to sell the product this clearly is not it that is unfair it is hypocrisy but the biggest black people in the media not saying that and it's because of the weapon they taken on behind the scenes the virtual weapon now right because they can't say it they're working on networks where their job is at risk if they present anything but support for the idea that Kanye must be stripped down to nothing. That is not right. If a man, if you have a fear of things that somebody says about you, educate them. I don't think it's right for you to decide on what his income should be and where he should bank. And When since are these things allowed? In the land of the free and the home of the brave? With this being condoned now? When I teach an economics class, America is the example I use of what I call a market economy, where demand and supply is what determines what is made that is what drives production it is one of the few economies that we could use as a genuine market economy. it's not a genuine market economy but it's one of the best parallels to a market economy where capitalism is controlled and demand and supply decides who gets what distribution of resources what is produced and in this country, <laughs> I mean, America might be the most socialist place to have any world because in this country, you can do things like this and get away with it. Where well, I, I I getting rid of you by selling your product and I'm making your money and any future designs you have belong to me and I'm going to continue to make it because you are anti-Semitic and their product's nice and they make me money and I don't care. I, uh, so I was glad you, you need people like Dave Chappelle. The last, his last big issue that he was... On the edge of, and I would say that Dave Chappelle is not on the edge of issues. I think he steps over the edge. He puts himself at risk. He's he's funny, but he's not joking. And I think this is making him the greatest comedian of all time. Dave Chappelle is a funny guy, but he is not joking. He's talking about very serious topics, and going going into dark areas that people don't want to talk about, and overstepping the boundary. Right. So when he was talking about the LGBT community or transgender people, he is overstepping the boundary. He's going too far. But I think that is necessary because one thing that will always happen after Dave Chappelle puts out something, whether it's about George Floyd, it's about the LGBT community, the last time he did uh, with his special and what he did when he refused to allow them to name the auditorium after him in his school, or know what he's doing with the, the, the topic about Kanye. All of it, to me, leads to a certain amount of discussion which I always feel is the best thing, where both sides could see each other differently. And he might be the fall guy for it, you know what I mean? In this case, he's the biggest, blackest one who they had to whip and strip, but they they, they, they can't seem to whip him and strip him there. They, they, they had to figure him out a little bit because I did see comments come out about his monologue. And take a some time. right? Just go on SNL YouTube and you'll see it. Saturday Night YouTube page. Saturday Night Live's YouTube page. And you'll see the monologue. But he basically spoke openly about Kanye and Kyrie. I think Kyrie is also hypocrisy. Yes, he said, he he, sh- he basically retweets something about a movie. I think it's from Hebrew to Negro. Or something, it's not Hebrew to Negro. I, think I get that from Dave Chappelle. Whatever's your right name, find a right name for me, right? But because he retweeted, you could send this grown adult man who have big, I don't know if he has children, but let me assume he has a big turn and a wife and a family is an adult. And you could send this man a list of things that he had to do to get back his job? Uh, that, that that can't be right. That is hypocrisy at its best. That is garbage, foolishness. These people are not in any moral position to tell us what to do and how to do it and how to apologize. Certainly, they could educate us on their history because just like us, they had a gruesome history that everybody fears, of, fears going back into. But you can't tell me that because he retweets something. He didn't say nothing bad about you. He retweet and then didn't apologize in a time that was good enough for you and in a fashion that was good enough for you. And your thing is that the man can't work till he called out. No, 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 no. That can't be right. That's it. So when people compare it to lynching, I just want you to understand that lynching was more than just beating slaves. It was a systematic approach to keep people in control. Young against old, woman against man. Black. It, it, listen, if you're, if you're into go through the document you know. just just look for the documents online just look for the willie Lynch's a white paper it is it spells out everything that he was teaching southern slave owners to do so when you have somebody like Kyrie Irving, who's one of the greatest basketballers of all time in the nba one of the top players in the nba and at first i felt like if it was coming off of people not being happy about him with the vaccination thing and his stance on that and trying to show him as problematic but boy listen Maybe I and all would have ignored it if they didn't print that list. You see that list of things? It feel like it feel like a controlled thing. It feel like you're trying to make a grown man into a little boy for your own purposes, for your own very selfish purposes because you feel like that kind of speech or rhetoric leads to you being at risk. You make everybody into a little boy who, who says anything or, or retweets something when there's no effort, none, or no statement by the, by, by the same ADL on what is going to happen to Jeff Bezos, or what is going to happen to the man who produced that, um, I just that that documentary or whatever. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and I am not sure why so many people. Because all right, so in the entertainment media, where, where, where Kanye is concerned, I talking about the Ebro Dardens or the Charlemains, and the any in any the, in the, in the uh sport media, is it Stephen A. Smith, the Shack, the Charles Barkley, and them who? Almost, it's, it's almost like this sounding exactly like what Willie Lynch Phase Two was. You know what I mean? Kill the first one, which is Kyrie, but whip the next ones and don't let them dead. Just let them get real submissive and it will. For everybody else will fall into line because if you whip, if you kill the biggest one and then you whip the other big guns, I I I, I certainly not standing up. I, I I wanna I wanna I wanna settle down. I wanna I wanna keep quiet. So when I hear people like Shark, who is the biggest one in so many ways. <laughs> basically not not even t- hesitating before they come on TV tonight to say, he this and he that and Kyrie. It's like, again, you're putting you put the old against the young. You're putting the light skin against the dark skin. You're putting the male against the female. It's, it's, it is, it is I, I can't see how any reasonable Jewish person or person in control will not be able to understand why we as people see it as lynching. Uh, I'm supposed to be taking, um. Nick Cannon talking to somebody who was, I believe, high up in the ADL. I I will do that and see what that conversation was like because I liked the preview I saw, where it seemed to be a conversation that getting people on the same page because it, it was more like... The, the guy, the Jewish guy, is explaining to Nick Cannon why these are issues and they're problematic and why they react the way they react. And is Nick Cannon also explaining to him why we see the world the way we see it and why we react? Hopefully, there are more conversations like that to happen because that to me is resolution. That is when you're, you're genuinely seeking somebody who's going to resolve a situation and not make it into, I take everything away from you. And I think Dave Chappelle said it's so listen, this man is, he's a genius, and you know, we, we need him in a glass case. You know? Because his words to that was, listen, terrible things happen to Jews and nobody could take that away from you. But you can't blame black people for it. You can't blame black people for being ignorant of it, for being uh, oblivious to it. We have so many struggles that we're dealing with ourselves that we don't have time to go and try to figure out nobody else's struggle. We behind economically. We behind spiritually. We behind in so many ways. Trying to, I'm gonna say spiritually, finding back what is our spirituality. Look at where black people come from and look at the religions we subscribe to en masse. We 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 trying to find back our identity. I used to, I do an ancestry test the other day. They think say Ghana and take boy may know which part to look. I you know you know much of a task it is for me while other people comfortable with their lineage and know where they come from and stuff and i'm not I, i'm not into the idea of um to move on from this i'm not into the idea and I, I like my own destiny and i like to be in control of my own destiny so i'm not one who everything that happened to me i say well it's 400 years i was a slave at this. I, I, I don't do that i understand why people do but i try not to do that because i, I feel it's disempowering if, I, a word. i'd rather be empowered by the things i can do and i can achieve and I, I I let me strive to get where I feel I could get, regardless of where my start was. Even though I, I feel like people had a head start, I don't let that stop me from doing what I do every day because it had plenty of people who had a head start on me in life, and I blow past them already. So it, it doesn't and, and many, many as of well us had, including Kanye, Kyrie, Jay-Z. Many, many people have blown past people with the with the head start that they had. So it's possible for us to do, and I have to continue to believe that it's possible for me to get where i need to get but i just i just wanted to, to start this episode by calling out the hypocrisy i mean the, the, it's, it's ridiculous and the media the black media is so disappointing in these two cases because you can condemn what a man say or what a man do without taking away his livelihood and everything or again going back to Chappelle Chappelle say in a special a long time ago he don't want no sneaker deal he say if martin luther king had a sneaker deal they would have take his sneakers away for his rhetoric they would not care about the movement. They would have take back his shoes. And that's exactly what happened to Kanye as far as he's concerned. You know, so so all of a sudden I am worth nothing because I make a statement. I didn't do nobody nothing, no, I make a statement that was defamatory, anti-Semitic, whatever it might be. I, I have I have no value anymore. And you, t- you turn around and tell me outright I have value because you're selling nothing and them still not making your money. And then nobody mustn't say they're in control and they have an organized approach to it. But I think it's one of the biggest issues we have too. We do not have an organized approach. I, I admire how the Jews approach this and they're very, very organized and have a voice or one voice. We, because of some of these same things in that Lynch document, we have not gotten back to the point where we can unite and have a, a body that is in control of what we do. Look at what happened to the BLM organization. That <laughs> man always a joke. But if we have an organization or a body that speaks for us, seeks out our, intre- our, our interest and, and, and makes sure that we protect it out there and, and, and helps us understand our history, understand ourselves, it's a big undertaking, but we certainly need something like that if we are to respond to things like that. Because I don't understand why when they did that to Kyrie Irving or they sent out that list, why every black NBA and NFL player, if not every black person who's working across the state, just do go to work just one day just say hey if that's what are doing to our biggest and blackest and our strongest and our most talented and our richest we ain't going to work tomorrow tomorrow not next week not next month tomorrow all of us stay home from work let us discuss this because we agree that he should not retweet that but you kind of treat him like that that he is ours he's to be protected he's to be loved you know what i mean so salute to them in the states i don't like to spend too much time on these yankees you nobody know, get my hot." They came out a lot hot this week with this, with, with, with this thing. Can I, can I come back? No, I can't come back home yet, you know. Only watch um only watch FIFA documentary talking about our biggest and strongest. And uh, <laughs> our biggest and strongest and smartest was uh, was well featured on um <laughs> on Netflix's what, what they call the it, boy? FIFA uncovered or something like that. If you didn't get a chance to take this in, take this in, right? Because we are heading into our World Cup in about a week's time. <laughs> that is one of the worst organized things i've seen in a long time understand that men play professional football club football up to sunday gone and now sunday come in them and have world cup matches it means men who injured for two weeks what would have been in a normal season that is a niggle you know what i mean They are coming back in two three weeks will miss the entire world cup <laughs> or can miss the entire world cup if the teams do advance right star players who would would dependent on them to sell the world cup both in person and tv rights and all that could miss out on the world cup because of little injuries remember that in a normal year time february march most people don't play you will have champions league final and them thing but there's 22 people in the champions league final basically that could go to the world cup most footballers don't play by february march maybe april and the World Cup started in July, right? So what has happened is that men get a little off time when, you know what I mean, you finish your, your, your club season, you get a little family time, a week or two, then you go with your country, and you get a camp, and you, tell, you remember Ben Hacker, and we come together, and we gel, and we all that, we get Birchall and we get J. Lloyd Samuel, nobody knows them from nowhere, but they come home, and we have them, and then a camp now, they could get to know one another, so J. Lloyd Samuel could see the Twin Towers, he said, understand that Tobago is our next island, you know, you had to teach him the country a little bit. And, when they come together now and they do their camp, they could do practice matches, you know, get other people playing, not just your first 11. You could also get subs, get them a game because you might need them during the World Cup and all these things, right? <laughs> it makes sense. And they also travel and play and get used to the exposure, the country. So we get to celebrate them and stuff by a little game against, um, we have played somebody here after we qualify. I want to say it's Chile or something like that and you know the country celebrate and we send you off you go to the country that you're talking about a couple weeks in advance acclimatize yourself and everything <laughs> and then you have your first world cup game quite in july now we have men who must be gone like i see a man posted this week he said men must be went on the plane muddy from the last game to go straight to qatar and they have plenty acclimatizing to do in qatar because of the heat so if you didn't know the world cup was awarded to qatar i believe it was back in 2012 13 kind of thing which is where that scandal started to get jack Warner out and a big documentary was done i think it was was pretty well done it gave me some insight into what was happening to a lot of the things i was in there i didn't know before even though i was following that scandal and a scandal it was because now we are at the world cup that caused fifa to crumble and this is a problem when it was in summer the average temperature in Qatar is 108 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> I was in um, Atlanta one time. I experienced 100 degrees twice, right? <laughs> one time I was in Atlanta in a zoo. And th- this year, August, was in, in Miami in the zoo. I, I'm not going to zoo. This is clear. Zoo is not for me. So I have a good partner, Edmundo. <laughs> and Edmund stand up. And the place so hot, we run running and get ice cream in a little place in the zoo, right? And when I come outside, I remember Edmund, <laughs> the shock on Edmund. Edmund said, hey, you have to eat, you, know? you can't stand up with the ice cream it's in Trinidad. When I look down at the thing, the whole ice cream is melting all down my hand like them children when they have their little school party back in the day. <laughs> I talk more, we now get the ice cream. But again, because it's so hot and I'm not accustomed to that Trinidad hot, yes? We can stand up with the ice cream outside in the heat and take your time and eat. Not the. So imagine footballers having to play in 108 degrees, but the, the in Qatar's bid, they said that the stadiums would be air-conditioned. So the players would be fine and the fans would be fine. But somebody in their wisdom, thank God, came out and said, but what about the fans when they're not at a game? The fans had, a, I I remember what it was like in Germany, your, your car, you have to travel all about. you on the train or on the tram or whatever it is. You're walking long distances because everything is fascinating when you're in a different country. I was in Dusseldorf for, for a while for that Dortmund game and throw Dortmund. And we, we tore, we went and do things, you know. You're there for one game. So all the other days, you're there, You're going to do as much stuff as you could do. So somebody in their wisdom say, but hey, Real fans might die in this heat because people are going to drink heavy, lime late, run Well. Karen woman over there. Karen woman, right? You know what I mean? So, but <laughs> when that happens, people sort to collapse all about, it's going to be a global travesty. So somebody move it to the, the, the Christmas, which is what we have now. The temperatures are lower and everybody hopefully safer, but it's not good. I think a lot of players are going to get injured in that opening rung of the World Cup because they did not have enough time to rest from the competitive game. Remember when you're playing for a team like Manchester United? everybody on your team is stars. Well, maybe I shouldn't use them as an example. You can't, Ronaldo said treat them good. And, you know, stand. Thing, you, know, you know what I mean? But maybe there's a bad example. But your 11, when you're playing with a club, probably better than the 11 that you have on your national team. Unless you're Argentina, Brazil, Germany, Portugal, maybe. You know, those, those big teams have a, a real strong 11. But most countries, right? <laughs> most countries have a Dwight here, a lot of and then plenty T.O. Bowl. <laughs> a lot of ball. Bowl. is <laughs> a, a lot of Otis Whitley and Sid grays on every national team, right? So the issue is this. The, the work you have to put in as one of these stars on your national team is going to be. And you never get no rest. You never get no practice matches in between. And you're running out there. You see that first wrong of the World Cup. You are going to see a lot of injuries and a lot of breakdowns. Thank God somebody in their wisdom have a 5 sub rather than three subs i strongly believe that one of the reasons the five subs came into uh international and club football is to do with this very qatar world cup they had to do something in advance of this because it's gonna it gonna be bad it's probably gonna be the best world cup we ever see in terms of competitiveness it might be the first world cup we ever see in our lifetime where underdog have a real good chance to win because real people gonna be injured real people not at their best they're not at their fittest they're not at the most rested but still is a world cup so you watch it I, I, i'm eager to take it you know, in i like argentina i would like to say i'm back in the other side but Trinidad. but I like argentina i hope messi girl will come before you go but i think we i think i think this could be usa this could be one of them world cups where one of them underdog teams like the states could win because one of the differences with people like the states is their professionals who on their national team plays for nobody <laughs> Them very rested. <laughs> them are one. To, you know, Messi is the goat. Well, a real goat playing for USA. There's goat. Them men and them nobody good on that side. But they rested and they fit. So you're going to see a different quality of football coming out from countries where all their players not coming from a club last week. You're going to see a different quality. And mark my words, this might be the World, the World Cup or the underdogs. But we we taking it in. But take some time and take in FIFA Uncovered or whatever it, with the name it is. Because your boy Jack, you know what's getting a vex in that documentary? Spoiler alert, right? Just skip past this if you ain't watch it yet. But you see that white woman who look like he was Chuck blazer Girl. Who only talking about what Jack do? Your man is a big teeth, right? <laughs> outright, outright. He's a big thief and big big. He ain't no joke, but I I don't know what they put him when he's saying playing with Mandela for this man Wayne down the plane with good good Mandela. You know what I mean? He playing got to drop out the sky with Chuck Blazer belly when he t- But he she talking about and Jack Warner, he got the ten million and he didn't give Chuck any money. Chuck was supposed to get ten percent. He teethy teeth the ten percent teeth from teeth is make God laugh. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with these people and she's so righteous talking about this thing i don't i don't like these people and i don't like this. not white people i do i don't like these people who talk like this like if he was this great thing and this the man corrupt like hell he grew up with jack or well, make a deal from south africa it took like a 10 million so jack apparently get uh mandela to come here and all that if you remember them days that was a big thing in the country when mandela came and all that and on top of that, he get ten million dollars to get he, to get he votes to go for South Africa. There's ten million US dollars. You see why Jack could retire safe and why he was the most favorite, the most beloved man in the UNC? they love him too so bad. But Jack doing? Jack is on a next level. <laughs> they couldn't do it all to become money running ten million US shaka slop in the, in the documentary at one point say there's a hundred million dollars completely unaccounted for 15 million us dollars is what he said from that world cup 2006 campaign uh, not that i'm not saying i'm not sorry for the players right and, 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 and i'm not condoning corruption but if things had to be corrupt i would rather he's one away <laughs> I rather he's a little trendy. who was a school teacher and tutor rep and thing. I rather that man, the corruption has happened anyway, anyhow, you know what I mean? But Jack, don't do leave the country, right? The person, them waiting for you. They say they come to arrest Jack Chiron, but they couldn't arrest him because he had diplomatic immunity basically, and they didn't have clearance to arrest him. They arrested two sons right in front of him, and Jack say, Fend for yourself, boys, you know. <laughs> small jack and Darian and a head dong and jack a plane and come back home like normal that might have been his last flight out to the country but salute to jack and salute to the people who do the fifa undercover too i was disappointed i didn't see lasana libert in that man i I thought I, i thought for sure i would see him making an appearance on that documentary but they had um uh the guy who did the who did a book about him oh god Book on Jack 1. Let me just Google this fast. i trying to be more fact-driven in this in this, in this, this thing. Bobby Valentino. I hope I had that right. I think it's Bobby Valentino. I, I hope I'd right? <laughs> but he featured. I'm, so, I'm sorry I didn't see I'm man When I see Keith Jennings. Is Keith Jennings? When I saw the British journalist, I think it's Keith Jennings. I, I, saw, I say for sure they were get Lassana to come and talk on this. But uh, who knows? I mean, FIFA, World Cup time. So you're probably going to see more documentaries coming out coming about FIFA. But definitely Take some time to check out FIFA Undercover. I see Ben hamam walk with a 40,000 US to give each delegate. Excuse me, bye. Are FIFA the... Uncovered. All right, bye. All right, good, bye. So, so, FIFA Uncovered, this producer is the most sometimes producer. so He's not here to tell me he's embarrassing. He says, not FIFA Undercover, it's FIFA Uncovered. All right. So it's FIFA uncovered. But Ben Amam walked with 40,000 US dollars a piece. Keep in mind that every time you travel to the States, they ask you about a declaring anything more than $10,000, right? This man walked with 40,000 US a piece. This is why these fellas need dip- diplomatic passports and things, you know, So they have a diplomatic pouch where nobody can search. And you tell me corruption and right But salute, salute to the great Jack Warner. <laughs> Still, salute to Jack. <laughs> um what else happened i I could come back to news and trend that now i feel like there's something else in these states i was supposed to talk about uh uh, probably not as we talk about journalists right i talk about lasana i I want to talk about popular media blogger social media blogger rhoda barrett so rhoda barrett lost her um she, she she's not referred to as a journalist anymore, is popular media blogger now. <laughs> CNC3 from November 7th, forgive me, it's a long time, but it's on the list, so we had to talk about it. Popular social media blogger Rhoda Barrett is a contract employee of the Ministry of Finance earning $30,000 a month. This was revealed through several sources, which include a question in Parliament and a freedom of information request to the Ministry of Finance. On Friday, Colmenbert responded to a question when a uh, for written answer from the opposition, which asked, will the minister state a position held by Rhoda Barrett as the National Lotteries Control Board or any other publicly stated fund? Uh, so whatever it was, that it was uncovered that she was making $30,000 so a month. Now, let me say this, right? I remember looking, Rhoda Barrett is one of the people who I looked at a lot to pattern what I had to do as a podcast. So, you know, I, I like, she. she's very, I can't do what she does. She has a lot of facts and does a lot of research before she comes and talks and talks about things with a lot more conviction than me, because she knows, and she she, she she's she, straightforward, she's blunt, she gets her points across, and she moves on. So she does, uh, uh, she has a page called News Source, which I subscribe to, and she does some lives which are extremely informative, to the point where I had to stop watching them so much, because I, I'm starting to not have an opinion about why I come to talk about after I watch Rhoda Barrett. Same thing I say about my boys, Jude and Arnaldo, and Arnaldo, um, I paid you No, know, I tell Naldo the other day. I said, Naldo, I cannot talk after I listen to all. You know, it's, it's influence what I want to say too much. And I don't want to sound like I just repeating what somebody else say And them fellas and them breakdown. They did a breakdown last week about that whole situation on Kyrie even that you have to go and listen to. It is the best breakdown I've heard, maybe on any topic in a long, long time. Uh, it make me feel not to talk about it no more, to be honest. And that's why I stopped listening to so much of these things. I think I had, to, I had to do my own thing. You know what I mean? The Ruda Barrett is definitely one of those people, always spot on. And I actually found that it was surprising that this was a story. But because I was a follower and I used to watch this a long time, right? I always remember there was an episode where she brought Colm Imbert on. And up to that point, I, not that I doubted her, Her name has been around for a long time, and she's a professional journalist. I didn't know she was such a social media blogger, I thought she was a professional journalist. But apparently, you're not a professional journalist, unless you're working for Guardian Express or Newsday, or one of these, uh, our own local version of the media controllers, right? (laughs) You're just a social media blogger. But, um... I remember the episode that she brought Colm Inbert on, and I have her done as a hard-hitting woman. So when I tune in to see Inbert, well, boy, I never see somebody smile so yet in my life. She's smiling, Inbert smiling. I see, but this is a love fest. What kind of love fest is this? I expected she to take Inbert to tongue, but it was a lot of love being shown. So when I see her it, tooty toes, I say, all right, people collecting money. This is- that is reason to smile. I could smile for a tooty, grand a <laughs> But I'll say this, right? Do you see Politics. We have to watch politics. The idea behind politics is, especially opposition politics. I ain't talking UNC politics, right? I'm talking opposition politics. The purpose of opposition politics is to plant a seed of doubt in the mind of the undecided voter at every step of the way. So as, as Pandey said, the purpose of the opposition is to oppose. They oppose everything. It does not matter what they do. Oppose it. And find something to say bad that people could follow. The second purpose of opposition politics is to secure your base. So what they do is they play to the base by coming up with all kinds of different things to say about the government. And they plant a little seed of doubt in the mind of the undecided person. But you see this thing that journalists do, where they publish people's salaries and make it into a story, it is not right. That is not a right thing. Because I want to say this, right? For fear of sounding very Disconnected, aloof, uh privileged, or whatever. You see, when you're putting your work, thirty thousand dollars a month sounds like a whole lot of money. Like it will make you rich. It will make you thirty thousand dollars a month is not a whole lot of money. You remember somebody doing work to get it thirty. You cannot just say you are get thirty thousand and then everybody say ha. Ah! It don't work that way. You how much hours was she putting in to collect that thirty thousand dollars a month? Was she adding value in the position that she was at? How does it help the organization that she was working for that thirty thousand dollars that she was paid? Because it's not we 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 quote these things. It's almost like if you put up a figure that the average person will see as real big compared to their salary, and then you you, you, you portray the person as corrupt or that that's not right. know. that's another thing that always is is, is, is make me uneasy. The woman might well deserve her $30,000 a month. She certainly has the qualifications and the experience to earn $30,000 a month at minimum at anything that she does. Additionally, a lot of people who would be earning $200,000 and $400,000 a month will not take light, whether they're earning from the government or not. You'll be shocked now when they put them kind of figures on on the thing, but on the papers and put them out there like that. That's not happening, number one. They only do this to a certain kind of person and they, they needed that at a figure where it could seem high enough that it's high above most salaries that you might see in the country but when you put the 400 most people just assume all right you could get that i i would never be able to get to that level anyway but if you put it with 30 and 25 thousand i think it's easy. i remember seeing a similar article like this when gary griffith was ousted where they had a list of people this one getting twenty-five thousand. this one again and nobody asked the question well, what the man was doing to get the twenty-five thousand dollars so I find it very unfair to just put out that she earning thirty thousand dollars and and then in the, in, the, in the end of the article they say the Ministry of Finance has three other corporate communications officers earning eighteen thousand five 000, fourteen thousand two 000, and five thousand dollars per month. What does that mean? What you' you trying to say when you put a paragraph out there like that? Are you saying that okay she's paid way more than the average person? Is she qualified to earn more than the average person? Does she contribute more than the average person? Remember we're talking contract work, right? Which means she was contracted to do something. She was not an employee of the, these. These words mean a lot. So if you have me on contract, if I, give you, if I bring my company to you to do something and I charge you $30,000 to do it, it's up to you to pay it or not. And it's up to you to ensure that you get plenty more than $30,000 worth in terms of what I bring into the table. It's also up to me. If, you, if you're giving me $30,000 a month, I want to make sure that I'm giving you value for your money as well. So, when you say 18500 how much hours that person on contract was putting in? Were they putting in the same amount of hours as Rhoda Is the hourly rate that gets Rhoda Barrett to 30000 because of the amount of work she puts in? And that person at eighteen five is at the same hourly rate? Why, why, why are you putting this out there? The person who's $5,000 a month, is that person as qualified or experienced as Rhoda Barrett? Does that person add as much value? As wrote about uh, the, these things worry me especially because the media is such a fraternity the media is a little boys club everybody in the media good everybody in the media love one another and thing how somebody in the media could write an article about somebody who i think is a media person too and open the article by saying uh, by, by the way it's from kijan kijan haynes right open the article by saying Popular social media blogger. I, I think it is a slight. It also sounds like, wait, now he's a popular social media blogger and it's $30,000. Again, if the woman doing this, that might not be the only money she's making. Suppose $30,000 a month is a small fraction of what Rhoda Barrett earns every month. Should she charge 18500 um What was the other figure? 14002 or 5000 because that is what the other people on contract with? That's for you to decide. If the Ministry of Finance need communications people at the highest level, I wonder what they would have paid if they had gotten McCann Erickson to be their communications representative. You think it would be thirty thousand dollars a month? I could tell you. I've sat in rooms at McCann. I've sat in rooms at CMB. I've sat in rooms at Lonsdale Sachi and Sachi. And I could tell you that if you want communications or PR work from these people, forget that thirty thousand. <laughs> he might come at thirty thousand US. As a matter of fact, work with 30000 when you come in the meeting to pay these people for the time. And the people deserve it. I've never, Listen, some of the brightest people I ever met. Salute. I have a doctor by the name of Darius White. I talk about all the time. But his brother, um, you know, okay, I can't remember the man's name? now, Mr. White. <laughs> his brother was in charge of seeing One of the brightest minds I've ever sat in a room at another meeting was about marketing. It is surreal. How these fellas break down marketing efforts and, and, and campaigns and stuff. They worth they, they they, 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 way more than 30,000. In other words, $30,000 sounds like a lot of money. But suppose I tell you that paying you $30,000 could earn me two hundred and fifty. dollars Is it still a lot of money? But I don't know. I don't know. Just the way they do these things it bothers me sometimes. So salute to Rhoda Barrett. I mean, I don't need to talk about her. You know. She can handle herself and she gonna gangster these people in her own way. She not, uh, she's not shy about gangstering people so that, that 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 will settle itself uh talking as we're talking money let me talk about the ponzi scheme thing no? uh ponzi schemes are now illegal <laughs> it takes some time right i wonder what they could do with um dss money boy and as i talk about the fellas and them and um my good good brothers in the app 868 podcast right check out them fellas right i always often wonder as two lahokita residents if they um the podcast is funded by D- DSS Collections and so on. You know what I mean? These fellas in them singing crystal clear and looking good every week. Looks like a lot of DSS money is being invested in our podcast. But it is now illegal to establish, operate, advertise, or... Part- wow! Wow! <laughs> it is now illegal to establish, operate, advertise, or participate in our Ponzi and Pyramid Scheme. <laughs> So, in other words, it wasn't illegal all the time, which begs some questions for me, right? But I I always have more questions than answers. If a person is convicted, they can be charged up to $10 million or up to 10 years imprisonment. According to a press release from Trinidad and Tobago Securities and Exchange Commission's amendment to the Securities Act criminalizes any prohibited schemes. The following is a press release. We can't read that press release, I right? died too much a press release there. But the, the moral, of the long and short of the story is that Ponzi and pyramid schemes are now illegal. It makes me wonder, was it legal before? Because if you say no now illegal, this is from CNC3. There's a credible source, you know what I mean? Kijan, write this too? He's be right about Rhoda Barrett. I ain't seen who, who put it up. Uh... If it, if it's illegal no and it was not legal before what does it take the DSS money for? <laughs> what is the charge was it I heard to say it was money laundering I, I don't know if there's anything illegal about having barrels and barrels of money at home or is it that you hold it until you change the law and then you um, cause if the law for marijuana changed and you could leave people in jail even though you're, you you decriminalize? Is it that you could change a law after I do something and then keep me locked up? I'm wondering, like, what what, was the situation? I understand that we need to... I I think this is a good move. Let me just put that out there as well. We need to protect people. Because the comments under this article... (laughs) The comments under this article were worrying to me. Again, because most... uh, anybody who have a little education exposure experience know that there's no way you could put in 900 and just miraculously get back 2700 after after four weeks and then you could put in ten thousand and get back 90 so these things are not um these things are going to crash right so any 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 reasonable person could tell you that but um Facebook comments have made me believe that not many people in Trinidad and Tobago are very reasonable. And I just want to put that there's a brethren of mine by the name of David Constant, who is the stinkiest man in the world. There's nobody stinker than a guy called David Constant because he's in all the comments in every single <laughs> post by these media companies, basically jarring people when they say things. But the, the comments after this article were along the lines of, the government don't want to make no money, they don't want to help you, they want poor people to stay poor and they want to because I guess the... the, the, the um, <laughs> The pitch was little Dubai and all of us going to become wealthy, and this is how wealthy people get rich. wealthy people are up there and they get rich because they just <laughs> pay 900 and get back 27 at a time. we don't help each other. and as black people, united is, oh my God, there's a lot being sold there in the comments. But stinkman David Constant is there clearing up everybody in the comments because these people genuinely believe that um, that this is a way out of poverty. Uh, so salute to them i'm glad that this is uh, is illegal it should be uh, illegal at best uh, 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 at most it should be discouraged i mean people we had to protect people from themselves sometimes because now we have a bunch of people who waiting on line 13 since forever and thinking that somebody do them wrong and the government or the army or somebody do them wrong when in fact i have my little theory i have my little theory about because a lot of people in the armed forces who apparently are part of the ss and use a special line and thing for them and things so what i feel is if we right now i can't pay back these people no because I only have 20 million dollars here and it's, it's 142 million dollars are supposed to pay out if everybody get paid and i can't do the line higher and higher and higher because what happened is when i go higher and higher and higher less people joining in because I thought real people would have in at ten thousand, but what I end up happening is three people bring the three thousand and join up and make a ten thousand. so it's less people hence the term Pyramid. So I can't pay all these people. So all you could do is all you come and raid by me, right? And so when all you raid, we could just say I lock up for a day or two. And then little by little the evidence go disappear. And I go uh fet in Chelsea jerseys and so on. You know what I mean? Terrible colour coordination, Chelsea jerseys and army pants and very big chains and so on. I'll be fine, and everybody will be fine because they ain't lost much and it will look like the government. But then again. Who's me to say these things? Let me try and stay out of libel and, and, and protect myself from any problems. Now, as, a, as we, we, we're talking about wealthy getting wealthier, right? I saw that your boy, Donald Trump, 45, <laughs> announced that he's running for president again. <laughs> your boy Donald is back in charge. So uh, that, you ever hear him talk about why the wealthy stay wealthy where tax is concerned? You might say, wealthy people don't pay tax. I heard Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad Poor Dad. Look for him on YouTube and he'll tell you why wealthy people do pay tax. And and, and, and according to Trump, you're very smart if you don't pay tax, you know what I mean? But our taxpayers' dollars here seem to be well invested. Because I saw an article here that says Oropooch is MP Dr. Rudal Munilal is calling for an independent public inquiry into the cost of refurbishing the Prime Minister's residence in Tobago that went from 25 million to 63 million. Better we don't pay tax in truth. This is what the tax dollars going towards. This is very worrying. $63 million. Of course, Dr. Rowley has denied that. The man, I see the man come out swinging for people to eat. Let me had COVID again the third time. Sharon, Sharon, never get COVID. But he say... Exercise on the golf course is important, you know I mean? I, I find the man should exercise every damn morning. Let the man go and walk and play golf on the morning. Run the country better, though. If you're running the country better, are less problems if you play the golf. If the country in trouble, I ain't like the idea you've been on a golf course. For optics only. But you gotta get exercise somehow. And you start see fire some shots at some people. <laughs> Tell them you get more exercise on the golf course than lifting glasses of vodka to your face every day. I don't know why you stoop down into these things, but... Uh, be both Noel Garcia, Chairman of Unicot, and Rowley come out and say that this is not true. and think We don't know what is the truth yet, but the accusation is that it went from 25 to 63. Uh, my fear is the 25. Now, one of the issues I always try to be mindful of is when I see $25 million to refurbish a house, my first comparison is what it will cost to refurbish my house <laughs> or what it costs to build my house. And I want to say that that is not a reasonable comparison. <laughs> Just like the 30,000 we talk about, it is not a reasonable comparison. We do not know, the average person does not know what it takes to uh, refurbish or renovate a, a residence of that size or for for a prime minister, what are the security things or what has to be done. I remember this being um, the launching pad for the great Philip Alexander's career as a no politician, but activist before when he made a the infamous video of him up, uh, opposite the um I believe it was the president's residence. <laughs> We're talking about what did I have here? That is a hundred and twenty five million. them blocks could only cost twenty thousand dollars. I could get them blocks in back well say we like barbershop talk. The people who are in charge, but the media, the politicians, all like myself, podcasters too. Sometimes we don't take the, enough time to realize that one of the things we have a responsibility to do is to elevate the thinking of the population. We use ignorance to our advantage so we could just talk about things because I remember how vexed I was when them tell me it had a flag for two million dollars listen i was i was i was like driving home on a random day vexed with patrick manning i want to fight him if i see him but my comparison was that i can't get two million dollars loan to buy a house or a million dollars to buy a house at the time i was so frustrated that they buy a flag for two million dollars or pro erect or construct a flag pole and thing for two million dollars i was mad now that i look back at that i was really very stupid and immaterial and maybe it did cost two million but again when you have people in charge who from at every turn you could find valid reasons to mistrust their words to mistrust their deeds these things don't smell right and if you say 25 million the price is the price and what it costs it costs is you had to get somebody to do it but then when you tell it move into 63 which is approaching 300 percent more we need to understand because I I also appreciate that one of the biggest one of the biggest ways to get money moving in our society is, uh, big projects. Because uh, uh, Chappelle spoke about it as well. Where Trump is concerned, when he said he don't pay tax, Hillary say, "Well, no, he told her. Well, change the tax codes, but I know you're not going to do that because all your supporters and lobbyists and financiers benefit from the same tax break that I benefit from." And that's one of the things about this government versus opposition thing too. You know what I mean? The the government versus opposition is a a tricky thing because I I believe like I said here that they're all of them playing for the same team. But I mean, you see me, anytime it's time for me to talk too much about about, about politics and things, it's it's too much work for me. I want to salute Joshua Joshua Regrello or Junior Regrello, the big Regrello, for the kickoff of the city celebration in San Fernando and acknowledge that they have David Rudder as the man headlining the festival. And a lot of things, different things happening. It's Juve, Mass, Parang, everything in one Dong in South. So, uh, outside of the traffic that this is likely to cause, a hope hoping to fall in and taking some of those celebrations at some point in time. Like, I'm committing to getting to more cultural activities. I realize I like to talk about culture and things. And as a hermit. I don't like to come out of the house at all. So, I end up going with my mother this week. Salute my mama. We went to explain her i don't know what to call it it was supposed to be explaining in concert you remember i told you before i heard that explainer passed away we were supposed to go to the explainer show well they his daughter uh stacy g stagey his daughter put on a show i guess it's like a memorial of him so they had several different artists performing his songs and i, I was glad i went and we had a good time and everything i'll get a break down how it went down but we had a good time and i encourage me to go to more of those celebrations so I, I, see, I see a 10k run i can't participate in that but i'll certainly be at some of the events in salt for this national san fernando month what's what, what the name of the name of the thing the city, celebrating the city in, in november here yeah, i'll definitely be at a few and i want to take a moment before i talk about explaining content as well to salute my boy quinton Nichols, who's having a show on the 27th of November in sapper in Naparima Bowl, I go in there too. But he's listen, this, this man's work with us, and he turned out to be. I know the man's a big jazz singer and thing, so I definitely go in there and take it in. So if you are going there, I'll see it. But we went the explainer show. Right, the show's supposed to start eight o'clock. I work all day Saturday, so I went from San Fernando straight to pick my mother up in Saint James, and then head into the explainer. Right, I didn't want to make the same mistake I make when I went uh napa to watch mary could dance because i never get to see mary dancing the place was so cold we had to leave we never see the end of the play it was ice cold so i make sure i'm a sweater and everything because this one is not in napa it was in government campus auditorium but i say anything pnm bell call so i sell let me walk with my little jacket and thing just in case right and i went in the explainer show it was close to eight. my mother is a woman is move early you know so if she want to reach there for eight we had to leave the quarter past seven she don't play these games So we went in, everything was smooth. They had the tickets and things. We went and we stood on. And when I walk in, the first thing I notice as a man who's been on a few stages myself and played in a few concerts myself and so on, I start to see cable resting on the ground. And I see a saxophone man practicing the whole band on the stage, but the saxophone man practicing a line there. (laughs) And the first thing I tell myself is this is not starting at eight o'clock. There's no way at Half past seven, you still running cable on a stage and that thing starting eight o'clock. That means you ain't sound check yet. <laughs> There's not a microphone to be seen on the stage. I see in mic stand, all the mics stand on them short, like they now come out of the box. And there, so they had some teething issues, right? But long story short, the men start about nine o'clock. Now, I tell them myself, they say right, because think of the average age of the person who come in to see I explainer memorial show. Or pay tribute to explain a show. You think think of the average age, right? <laughs> Inclusive of myself, right? Because I can't sit long too long. My foot started to hurt. I don't move. But my foot. To... This was not nice to start a show an hour late. But we there it's for explaining and, and we good. Then they had um the host come out, right? And I want to say that you see, you see when you're doing shows they pay particular attention to your host your host <laughs> not just their MCs not just there to carry on the show just last week i was talking to my mother about her role as an MC. you know as an MC, you managing the whole show you are the face of the show not more than the performers they are going to see each performer for 10 minutes but they're going to see you for the whole night they're also going to see you first and they're probably going to see you last so i think that when they chose Host for a show like that. They should probably get some hosts who have some experience doing that. I understand there's was two DJs uh, or announcers from 91.9. They was calling one Sawdust, I think it's Soji. And the next girl, can't remember the give name I'm not I'm terrible with names. I try my best to take notes and think like a real journalist when I went there thinking about terrible. I can't even type right when I can't see any neither. But they, they they hold it down still but when you come out at a show at nine o'clock that was supposed to start at eight what do you think is the first thing you should say to the audience when you come out? you know what's the first thing he say good night everybody all are ready for a great show well boy i think he'll lose the audience immediately when he said that because everybody's like what Everybody's like, a long time. People just say, no announcement was made. Even if you're, you're there at eight and the are showing ready to start, come out and tell people, listen, we're having some technical difficulty, we'll behind, but we think, play some music, let DJ play, do something. It was just dead silence and the saxophone man practicing the same line over and over. And the band nonchalantly, they're talking like if nothing is wrong. The song men moving smooth, like nothing. everything's smooth. Everybody, everybody cool. When This is why I can't do events no more, you know, because... You see, when them kind of things start to happen and people reach, and we still, I remember doing an event in UE. so my boy Bert Hinkson was on the team with me. We on a hospitality team for opening of a, a new year in UE for freshmen, like the freshers they used to call them, men who now coming into UI. And when people come in on to address the opening, a man on a ladder in between people playing a balloon. But listen, I want to kick down that ladder forget them balloons whatever didn't happen before eight when we supposed to start forget it nobody knew what you were planning on the day leave it leave it undone i don't care when we say eight o'clock to start brother is eight o'clock we have to say i do not like events for that because my belly they start to hurt me i start to get ulcers when you say call time for events is three o'clock in the morning and men now rolling in four o'clock i don't i can't do that no more but anyway eventually the show kick off and the the the, the great sephram joseph was the first performer now whoever organized the show this was a master stroke because sephram with that audience the way it was and i'm sure he might have been backstage there waiting for some time but he is a stage man he is holding down the stage he came out there with two acoustic songs to open of course they were all performing explainer songs when they started and he came out with two acoustic songs and he, he basically get everybody in the mood he also played the song when basil come which is a powerful song to me especially after explainer passing talking about clean up yourself before death comes and that went down well some some people i think the the, the, the um the announcer girl name was empress mood oh, i can't remember but there are a few people on that show that i want to say is absolute stars rock stars there's a young lady by the name of naomi Senet i need to be a little closer to the culture for real you know because this is not, i've never heard this name before i'm sure many many people who in and around it know her but that little girl, let me say little girl right? that young lady is a star she's a rock star the band wasn't the most rehearsed you can tell us not a lot of rehearsal with the band they're playing from chord sheets and they can't seem to figure out the chord it was a little um the band had a rough time i think uh Okay, everybody not band name, Somerville. Somerville was the band. Uh, not that they are not a good band, but I don't think they they, they get to rehearse with the artists enough and they maybe didn't know some of these songs off. And some of these songs are sleepers, you know what I mean? It wasn't big, big songs alone they played. But that girl, Naomi Sennett is a star. When she come and address the audience and take it, she's ready to start the song. Boy, that girl starts to stamp the stage. The band ain't ready, you know? The band all going through chord sheet. But she started to stamp that stage and get everybody in the audience into it long before the first chord on the song plays. She, and she's a performer, performer in real life. I wish her, I, I want to see what else she's doing. She, she's something else. A the Donovan, always good Randa Donovan, solid, solid on the stage. As my mother says, she finds that... um. He's a lot more interactive with the crowd and those kind of things. And he gets a song to sing there with Pocket. I mean, Pocket park park Guy in the Girl Driveway. In Pocket Guy in the girl, girl Garage. A big song from Explainer. People like it. It was received well and Ronald almost seemed to be the right person to, to deliver that song. Uh, I want to salute a woman by the name of Lady Melody. Lady Melody's stage presence is amazing to me. Very tall, complete command of the audience. And she'd do a few songs, and one of them songs was um a, a song that was written by Explainer. That was a theme for the night that I didn't expect to see, where artists came and sing songs that they said Explainer wrote for them. It wasn't just about them singing Explainer songs. And she had a song named Slice It Off. They I don't like it at all. I don't like yeah, Imagine what she wanted to slice off. It wasn't nice, but it's about representing, right? So we can accept that. And she'd do Don't Touch My Ass with another big, big song. But she is something else when she, listen, she, when, she, when she say, all of them brothers that want to feel up, feel up, hey, she is in complete control of the crowd. And I think one of my favorite Calypsonians now is Lady Adana. <clears throat> it's, just, it's a nice real woman performing, she's a like men in this show. Lady Adana is now one of my favorite Calypsonians. My first time seeing her perform live, and she's now at the top of my list as favorite. She is not huge in stature. She, she, I see they set up the mic for her in front of the stage. She ain't holding no mic. She have the mic stand and she's singing. You know what I mean? She, you know, shadow style from back in the day. Hold, uh, mic stand and sing. No no, no, whole mic and walk around kind of thing. And when the man set up the mic, the man had to bring down the mic about three, four feet so Lady Adana could sing. <laughs> she, ain't the, she ain't the biggest person in stature, but enormous when it comes to her stage and controlling a crowd. And She just, you ever see somebody start to perform? And, you know, sometimes the image you might have in your mind of somebody who doesn't take the mic and walk the whole stage might be somebody who's timid or stage shy and thing. She starts off just mellow, just going with it, talk to the crowd, address everybody, no kind of shyness. She talks about doing her master's and almost ready to submit her master's. We all know what that feels like. Well, some of us know what that feels like. (laughs) That was not a shot at anybody, right? But if you've ever been there, that is difficult. And explain her call in her and telling her he have a song for her and her he he said I'll tear straight in the Savannah. And it did. And she's she sing that song, a song with Raise Your Hannah's being one of, the, one of the highlights of the song. And the the performance just grew and grew and grew in stature and power as she went along. So Lady Adana is one of my favorites. And then Chucky closed off the show with um with uh what is the name of the song now? Lorraine. My memory is terrible. I didn't drink coffee for the morning, really, forgive me. But the thing about the show was this. About after the fourth entertainer sing, I, I think it had to be four people. It wasn't even a good hour, hour and a half of show that started an hour late. Them two MCs come on and say, all right, it's all ready for intermission? I uh-huh. have for everybody in the auditorium. It's like, no, why? We now start. Mental is only take a break up front. And these people insist that they're taking an intermission. So, of course, my mother and them is like, nah, we're going home. We ain't going through this. There's too much. In my mother's words, we try to support these shows, but then these kind of things happen. So, I went and dropped my mother home and saying, I think I'll stiff one with Albie and the night there. And then when I was driving to head back to Shagona's, I said, "Let me go and take in the end of the show." I said, "I'm gonna have ticket or whatever it is. Let me take in the end of the show." I didn't say that that whole show was supposed to be all my content for this week, so I I couldn't not see the end of the show. And what would have happened with um, what would have happened with Lorraine and who performed it and stuff? But Chucky came on and did Lorraine, and Chucky is Chucky's a performer. Chucky had the place rocking. He turned that place into a fat dung in the end. One song that I didn't hear them perform was horse. Now, I had to assume that by the time I dropped my mother home and I lined there five and come back, somebody do horse while we was gone. Because it, it, I don't know if you could have an explainer show and not sing horse. Because that, a, that had to be one of the bigger ones. So assuming some artist who was in between there would have done it and we miss out on it. But salute salute to the organizer, explainer, salute to his daughter. It was very touching to see her on stage. And yeah, losing your father ain't going to be no easy thing. And putting on that show, I'm sure... I'm sure Explainer himself would have been a big part of the organizing and the getting artists and putting the whole show together. So, despite the little hiccups that they had and the little organizational things, I hope that she continues to do shows like these and you know, what I mean, tighten it up and give us the opportunity to see more from these artists. Who I mean, it's my fault that I really haven't seen a lot of them, but the Lady Adana, Lady Melody, certainly now missing it I hope to see more and more from them as time passes. As we are new culture. I saw my guy Michael Mondesi, one of my favorite people, who always writes about the culture, talking about Tobago Carnival. He said Tobago Carnival hits, paints a picture of hits and misses. The festival ekes by with a passing C-plus grade. There are more cons than pros to report following last weekend's stages of the uh, Sister Island uh, October Carnival. In the first instance, an overwhelmed air and sea bridge saw so th- so hundreds of commuters wait for up to 15 hours to secure standby flights on sailing to Tobago. Cal must do better. Their poorly organized system put a strain on both staff and travelers resulting in heated exchanges between both parties at Piaco. He said at Piaco, several passengers utilized links to skip the line at midday, creating angry outbursts from customers. He went on to say the scene was the same on the reverse route when people were trying to come back. I expected that to be the case. Uh, Apparently quoting from a Traveler. This is ridiculous. I came here in my full costume Sunday to secure this flight. They told me come back Monday when I come Monday. They tell me come back Tuesday. When I come this morning, they give me a number and told me come back 12:30. Now they tell me to join this long line. And she has a connecting flight to uh at Piaco at 4:30. It's too much. Uh <laughs> Michael Mondis, here this was not nice. He said more water than even Iowa could handle. <laughs> that was nice. He did not pain in that life. <laughs> So you went on to talk more about the Burner Boy show and how it was rained out. And so I wanted to revisit this because a C-plus is better than a NA. You know, it's an NA. Overwhelmed air and bridge. Bad weather. Inadequate infrastructure. Poor timekeeping. Lack of uh, communication between organizers and police. I would say organizers and everybody because the airline would be included there. And discourteous the security personnel. This is good. This is good. When you, when you have somebody like him who could give you some pros and cons, it just simply means to me you have something to work on. Like I, when I when I do classes, you remember in class they used to teach, teach something called a pestel analysis. <laughs> when last you went to school. In a Pestel analysis, the main reason you do it is because you have to identify what you call macro-environ macroeconomic. Uh factors that may be beyond your control or they are beyond your control so it will be like political economic social technological legal and environmental right you kind of itemize what are the factors here that will play against us or work for us in this society or in Tobago we itemize them and we analyze them because the fact is those things are beyond your control so, you want to make sure you put contingencies in place for them. So, weather is beyond your control. You could do something about it. Any environmental analysis, so let's say October got a real rain, we had to have a certain type of event, right? And a certain type of event wouldn't be one where leg girls go and do their hair for thousands of dollars to come and flop and have outfit for thousands of dollars when it run and it's all over the place and people, you know what I mean? Your Louis Vuitton bag full of water. No, we don't want that. So, we could have certain types of events. And I, I just think that that it, it, people like Michael Mundesee or anybody, who might be involved in carnival, kind of, well, either from the standpoint of media, logistics, organization, promoters. What they need to get is a proper committee together. Why, why Tobago trying to do this for the first time and act like it, they, they can't get advice or help is beyond me. But uh, I think, generally speaking, you see this, the whole idea of secession or. Uh, separating Tobago from Trinidad, leading to a culture in Tobago where they don't want nothing from we. They they not ain't want to help. They want to nothing. They just don't want. They don't want we again. And I think that's a that's a sad mistake. Is a is a is a sore mistake Whether you want to separate or not from the standpoint of governance. Why not benefit from everything? Take any advice you could get. Take any help you could get, and put on what should be the, one of the greatest festivals we have. But uh, yeah, I think y'all know my stance on that already. So. Uh, bigo, I hope we all continue to have the carnival again. I don't, I don't like more worry about this and talking about this so much. It's because I, I, don't want us to, it, I don't want it to be a one and done. I think there's a lot of opportunity in it and we sh- we shouldn't waste opportunities like those. Alright, well my time up now. So it's time for me to get a song to leave we on here this week and roll out. i know i promise always is, 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 is christmas and them thingy but they have a song i need to play because he had new release from a guy blacks and we had to take in that before we take in a christmas song to go right so here your boy blacks
1: one thing you never know when the end will come we got to live good we got to share we got to live good with our brother and sister baby <laughs> Let's spend your money like it is the last. Show your wealth like it is the last. Jump around like it is the last. Spend your money like it is the last. Show your wealth like it is the last. We only wanna life to live, so I'm living it like it could the last, like it could the last. We only have one life to live, so keep living it like it could be the last, like it could the last. You wake up this morning, you wasn't promised a thing. I tell you, sick moments, but God is the true and free. Your house in order, they carry all the bills away. Those are the my potions, people don't consider what they say. If I like drink, they drive away. Oh, friend, they drive away. Like they let them show up tomorrow, so the day they're not going to be ruined. If it's a midnight drive away, oh, friends, no like they drive away. They let them show up tomorrow, so the day they're not going be ruined. Only I want like to live, so I live in it like if it's my last. Like Present love does always your God. I'm used to it. When we eat and really drink with you, but then do like your accent. I like drink, that's right I it. Oh, fact, that's where I it. Me like a show, what tomorrow, so will be. Moving. If it's summer, that's why I do it. church, that's like I do it. Like show what tomorrow, so today be. Only I want life to live, so I live in it like it is my last. Like it is
0: I like this song, Absoluta Blacks, so rest in peace to the great one, you with something, and that wouldn't be special on the road when we play. If the Mafia don't stop it from playing, right? But I don't, want to, I don't like that last thing, you know, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I don't even enough foot problems here that make it me seriously doubt if I could make two two days on the road, right? I feel, like I'm not sure, I ain't sure. I do any work, I put in any work, any therapy and thing, you know what I mean? I going in the gym, I try my best here. But if I walk for half hour, now I don't for a day. So let me see if they improve between non February. But it's Christmas time. And Parang I shall. And I want to play with one of my favorite Parang in recent years. Soka Parang, right? People tell me stop calling me Soka Parang Parang. One of my favorite Soka Parang in recent years.
2: Christmas coming, Christmas coming It feel like you're walking around the clock And still out, of all of Christmas coming Christmas coming. coming Even if things not nice You see in this light, We can't forget to get take time, time to celebrate You have to get real things done But we will have some fun So for
0: this Christmas I feel you walk away Hey my partner, hey my partner
2: sing it. bring out a bottle. Para. Para. one that could still be a vessel. and when the parra play, we could knock it, hey, knock, knock it, it, knock it, it knock, it, it, knock it, it. The budget type of Christmas, if night we stringing up light. Because Christmas coming. Christmas coming. Things could be stiff on the 25th, is one set I give. Because Christmas coming.
0: I know nobody a gift, but.
2: Christmas coming. Nothing. Even if things red, but I just feel red.
0: Leaving all you on that note, you know, just like that is the middle of November and it's Christmas celebration. And again, see something wrong how the time flying, So, but listen, I am going to get back to all you next week. I hope all you have a productive week. Enjoy yourself, get all your Christmas work all the way early. Don't hire nobody to do no sort of work late in December and leave it halfway like mine. You know, do your painting, do your cooking, do your cook. You cook now, do whatever you have to do early. So we can enjoy the Christmas season in real life. And those 30 kids with these sort of gifts or you know, to buy each those sort of gift. Save money for next year. I will see you all here. Bye.